Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and it is an amazing day to be here in the studio with you and to be doing uh, these amazing things. Um, We have a guest here today that is actually, I would like to say that she is hacking an industry that is very important to a lot of people. She's the CEO and co-founder of It's By You, uh, which is the do-it-yourself flower kit company. Uh, Prior to founding It's By You, she was a media executive uh, building the digital businesses for Sesame Street and Scholastic Media. Uh, she has collaborated with some of media's biggest names to create product, including Netflix, YouTube, Microsoft, and Apple. Uh, she's the founder of IntelliToys, a digital media toys company. Uh, she was also an investment banker for Solomon Smith Barney uh, and Citibank, and is also a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. She has an MBA from Wharton and a BA from the University of Pennsylvania. She's a passionate about education and helping entrepreneurs succeed and mentors many startups, especially those founded by women. Holla. Uh, it's by you is the world's first subscription flower arrangement kit company. And they ship everything you need to make your own flower arrangements, the farm fresh flowers tool, containers and streaming uh, video lessons. And most designs only take 15 minutes. Without further ado, Create Your Life family, please welcome Caroline to the Create Your Life series. Thank you, Kevin. Great to be here. No, my pleasure. Thank you for being here with us. Um, I want to jump right in. What inspired you to jump into the flower industry of all things in such a digital age? It's almost as if flowers are somewhat forgotten about. Well, actually, flowers are really important to a lot of people. Um, As you kind of mentioned, it's not just for events, but also Mm -hmm. for the home. It makes people feel welcome. There's all sorts of studies that show that flowers actually make you feel better. We were just focused on an article in Well and Good on all of these uh, benefits of, of having flowers um, help you physically, mentally. Um, they calm you down. They um, lower your blood pressure. They make you feel welcome in the room. They make you more creative. And so uh, I kind of got into flowers because my sister, Christine, is an award-winning floral designer. She's my co-founder and a seven-time winner of the Philadelphia Flower Show, which is the largest indoor flower show in the world. And uh, Christine was teaching a lot of floral lessons, as a lot of florists do. And uh, around the same time we were thinking about this, uh, Blue Apron had just come out. Mm. And so I saw what Blue Apron was doing around providing customers everything that they need to create their own meals at home in like half an hour. But, you know, everything comes right to your door. You know, it was teaching people how to cook. And I said, well, is anyone doing this for flowers? You seem to be teaching a lot of lessons. All sorts of florists are teaching lessons. Can we be the Blue Apron of flowers? And so that's what we set out to do. And we realized how huge the industry was 
And mm-hmm. um, we realized that it was mostly women who wanted to, to make their own flower designs. Mm-hmm. And yet the industry was entirely focused on flowers as gifting, men gifting to women for Valentine's Day, for anniversary, um, for birthdays and so forth. But yet 80% of the people who actually buy flowers are women who are buying for themselves. Yet it was a totally unjust market. Oh gosh, there's um, there's all sorts of uh, floral organizations that do lots and lots of surveys as to who's buying at grocery, who's buying from florists, who's buying online, hmm. and it's women. Who and, knew? Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> And then also you got to look at the crafting market in a way as well because, um, you, you know, you step into Michael's, you step into A.C. Moore, any mm-hmm. of those craft stores, who's in those stores? It's all women and they're trying to, you know, make stuff. Mm. And so flowers um, between the huge market for people who are already buying flowers and who want to learn how to make stuff, it's just this huge combined market. And so, yeah, we're the f- world's first DIY flower kit company. Um, everything comes right to your door. No need to search for anything because it's actually kind of hard to source um, the containers, the tools, mm-hmm. um, the, the actual flowers themselves, get the right stem count. And then hard to actually, you need that video lesson because you kind of need to see the technique. It's not like, you know, with Blue Apron, they could say, you know, saute a chicken and you could kind of find you know, figure out how to saute a chicken. But if I were to tell you to make a rounded bouquet, you know, you have to see how to do it. Right, exactly. (laughs) So that's where the media component also comes in, which is where my background comes in because I have this big background in media. Mm -hmm. And so Christine's on the creative side, I'm on the business media side, and then we also have a chief operating officer. So it's like a dream team. It's meant to be. Love it. And how big is your team? So three, um, three full time, but um, we had built this company from the beginning to be lean and mean. Mm -hmm. And um, so the way that I always saw it is that unlike Blue Apron, um, we never wanted to take the risk in owning the flowers. We, I never wanted to own perishable goods. So we wanted to ship everything right from the farm and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And so I figured, you know, with a small team and then having a bunch of freelancers and then fulfillment, mm-hmm. you know, we could like rule the world. Um, and so that's the way we've been functioning so far. Our lead investor was like, Caroline, I don't know how you do it. She's like, you do everything with such little money. I'm like, in this day and age, though, you can start a company mm-hmm. without having millions of dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can sustain. Yeah. Um, so It's By You has evolved because it started off as something as something different you mm-hmm. were telling me I'll let you explain yeah. to us that it started out as something different and now it's primarily a subscription based uh, business can you talk us through uh, what it is that it's by you started out as and how you all figured out that you would go towards the subscription model sure so whenever you start a company and especially if you know you're going to have to target investors you have to target a specific niche and so my sister when she was teaching a lot of classes a lot of the women who were originally coming to her were doing it because wedding flowers are really expensive. Mm-hmm. And so she was quoting people on wedding flowers and they were saying, well, this is expensive. You know, how can I do it for, che- how can I get it for cheaper? How can I, you know, and so she used to joke and she said, well, you could do it for cheaper if you did it by yourself <laughs> mm. or you did it on your own. And so, um, so that's kind of how it all started. So it's by you when we originally, we were part of the Target Techstars Retail Accelerator. Mm-hmm. And so as we were applying to that accelerator and kind of having initial conversations with investors, um, they said, well, you know, you have to focus on a market and something that you already know. And so, because uh, we always knew we wanted to do DIY flower kits and we always knew it was going to go in the way of subscription, mm-hmm. but we had to start with something. So we started off with with DIY wedding flower kits. Mm-hmm. And that's what we came into um, the Techstars program with. And um, But then we had our customers, and this is kind of what we 
anticipated in a way, but we had these customers who they were the brides, they were the bridesmaids, they were, you know, the mothers of the bride. They started reaching out to us after they had done the wedding kits and they said, I really enjoyed the experience. Can you tell me, um, can, can you recommend a kit for the home? You know, is there a centerpiece I could do? Mm. Is there something? And so then we started like recommending centerpiece kits that were on our site, but they were focused on wedding. Mm-hmm. And so people started making that. And then they would come back to us again and said, I really enjoyed that. Do you have another one? And oh, so we we're wow. like, okay, this is lending itself to subscription DIY, which is what we were hoping it would mm. get there anyway. And it's home decor. And um, people Absolutely. just enjoy having new flowers come to them all the time and, um, and learning something new. So for me, I guess when I think about flowers, I, I oftentimes I think about the maintenance of them to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. And if you're shipping flowers, how is it that you all make make sure that, you know, from farm to home, the flowers mm-hmm. stay alive yeah. and, you know what I mean, yeah. are looking good by the time they arrive? So there's a few different factors um, that are uh, are. Uh, applicable to flowers and I guess other perishable goods as well, but flowers especially because you want them looking fresh and beautiful. So one of the main things is to cut the time in between the the flower being cut and the end consumer. So mm-hmm. we cut out all the middlemen. We ship right from the farm. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things. The second thing is that flowers actually need constant temperature um, in shipment. Right. And so um, that's another thing that we do. So um, we uh, work with farms that have, um, they actually hydrate the flowers. Once they're cut, they hydrate them in a in a kind of uh, large room refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they also pack in that room. And they also then ship, um, load it onto refrigerated trucks and then onto refrigerated planes. And nice. then the flowers come to the state. So it's all about keeping constant temperature and um, keeping your flowers, getting them hydrated before they're off, set off for their trip. And then also cutting out all the middlemen. Who knew to do? Did your sister know that this is what needed to take place? Like, Gosh. how did you figure this out? Was there a lot of trial and error? Or? There's, um, it, it wasn't. It's actually um, talking to as many people as possible in mm. the industry. So um, I didn't come from the floral industry. My sister, meanwhile, was more on the design side. We were right. not on the operation side, mm. and so it was now about finding the right people who could inform us what are the important variables for us to incorporate into our business and to you know to get things going. So, um, yeah. I mean, we have this fantastic COO who um, I, I just came back from Ecuador last week. I was visiting a bunch of flower farms. And even last week, I learned every day we're learning a lot about, you know, flowers and, and what's keeping flowers alive and, you know, um, and how to get the best varietals and the, how to introduce customers to new flowers that they could never have gotten access to before. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I liked actually some of the names and the designs that you all mm-hmm. had on the website. How, what mm-hmm. is? How do you guys come up with some of the names? Well, um, <laughs> we actually use um, so some of our names are like uh, French country, rustic cottage, modern farmhouse, all of that. I like um, the shoe. Oh, you like the shoe? Oh, um, that was so awesome. <laughs> Shooly, madly, deeply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, pocket full of posies. Yeah, we have some one-off kits, and we also have some subscription kits. But um, our subscription kits are actually inspired by um, home decor. Mm-hmm. So um, we were looking at um, various um, new. Um, new directions that home decor was going in. And so they were calling some of their, you know, furniture and some of the looks in, in, in these magazines are calling it rustic cottage. They were calling it, you know, modern farmhouse. Right. And so we're like, Oh, 
we should definitely take inspiration from there because if we want to go in this, ho- uh, you know, home decor side, we want to go in the coastal, you know, we want to want to do coastal designs, whatever, we should kind of follow that, that path as well. And then also as we tag it, you know, mm-hmm. for Instagram and everything like that. So to actually use those words or to even have the designs that have the words in there, it automatically let, lends itself to a very easy hashtag and for people to find us. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, you know, being smart about uh, you know the hashtags that you use, you've recently made some great press and collaborations, mm-hmm. um, and you could talk about some of those if you you know if you can. Sure. We'd love to hear. Uh, but what have been some of the key factors in making sure that you're building the proper uh, partnerships and getting the right exposure mm-hmm. for your um, for your company? Yeah. So. Um one of the things that we thought a lot about is that, you know, we're a B2C company mm-hmm. and um, for B2C, um, usually for uh, consumer psychology, it takes about somebody about seven times mm-hmm. to see your brand before they actually decide to buy mm-hmm. a product from you. And so we knew that PR was going to be really important for us, mm-hmm. um, paid media um, and, you know, and, and things like that. And so as we were, we're you know, we were thinking about... Um, you know, how do, how do we get this going? And so we, we, you know, we were happy to say that, we, you know, we were an Oprah magazine. We were on the O list in April, um, this past, you know, this past April. Um, we're going to be in Shop Bazaar, um, Harper's Bazaar um, in, like, I think next week, actually. Hey. Um, we're in Country Living mm-hmm. um, in June. Oh, we're going to be in Better Homes and Gardens in September. And so we kind of lined, we lined up this kind of PR calendar. Mm-hmm. And then we're using paid media to, um, to, to, you know, you have these bursts in PR, right? And so how do you, how do you keep that going? So you kind of create a long tail by um, using, using uh, paid media. Um, so referring back to Oprah. So like in our Facebook and Instagram ads, we refer to, we give a quote, you know, from Oprah magazine and, um, and, and we put that in our Instagram ads or in our Facebook ads. And so that creates the long tail for, um, you know, for consumer uh, consumer product, um, you know, so that way we can, you know, we pay a lot of money mm-hmm. to be able to to get PR and stuff like that. And we have a great publicist. So, um, so, but yeah, it's, you, you kind of have to think about when you launch a B2C company, you have to think about it quite holistically right. and, uh, how, how are you going to constantly drive traffic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things, uh, create your life family that I want to highlight too, is, is that Caroline, she has a, a, a three to a person staff and you you all did a pop-up shot a few months back and you were there literally packing boxes yes. and you know on the sales floor doing all yeah. of these things so you know being involved in the process at least yeah. at this stage you know what I mean yeah so when you and your sister got together um you know with the initial way that you were doing it's by you how important do you feel like scale was for you and was that a part of your initial uh, thought process especially in the floral industry. Yeah. Um, We are, we're working all the time and um, every entrepreneur I know is, is working all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things though, as I mentioned, we actually don't own the perishable goods. So uh, we're a flower company that owns no flowers. And, um, and so that was one of the things where um, if we could create a machine 
where we are a content machine, a marketing machine. Mm-hmm. We um, are creating uh, recipes and really cool stuff on the on the creative side, and then we have our fulfillment guy who's able to organize all of that, mm-hmm. um, and then work directly with the farms on that. You know that that was the whole that's the whole goal. In terms of scale, um, it was for for, my, for us it was more important, and it is more important to figure out get the technology to be able to scale. And so what we had created is a a just-in-time fulfillment where we deliver to our customers the physical and the digital goods at the same time, the digital goods being the lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, both uh, both with the video and then also with the PDF instructions and then um, also at the same time being able to deliver the physical goods. And so that's all. We we built that and we actually Mm -hmm. have a provisional patent on the way that we built that and that sits on top of our platform. So that is actually one of the drivers that allows us to scale very rapidly. And then um, we also, um, we have relationships with 130 plus farms around the world. So um, yeah, so we've worked really hard. You know, we're we're this like overnight business that's been building for like five years. Right, right. (laughs) Overnight success. Yeah, exactly. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, So... If someone wanted to order It's By You, let's say for someone who's abroad, meaning not in the United States, is that a possibility to ship and, you know, have things fulfilled in other countries? Not yet. Um, so, but it is it is on our radar. Okay. Um, we are right now um, figuring out everything in the United States. Um, the thing that's interesting is that it's n- it doesn't have to do so much with being unable to do it. It's It has to do more with... Um, you know, looking through, there's so many tax laws and everything too, Mm -hmm. where it it gets actually really complicated. Even for us to ship to Canada is complicated because um, there are certain things where, you know, to ship directly from Latin America to Canada is a little bit harder. And we're fulfilling, you know, we're going to start fulfilling soon from Canada. Mm -hmm. I mean, not from Canada, from, uh, from Latin America. And, uh, and and so there there's all these complications around it. We're trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. Um, we have a lot of people who are writing to us from other countries because they don't have access as well. But we actually have enough of a big, um, you know, we have a huge audience here in the United States that we feel is being underserved. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we're we're gonna, you know, try to build the United States um, as quickly. Um, as possible, and then um, hopefully hit Canada next. And how many subscribers would you say, and you mm-hmm. can feel free to share or not yeah. share, uh, do you feel like uh, It's By You has right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, um, we've only been live with our subscriptions about three months, and wow. we're shipping out about 300 boxes a month already, um, and we haven't even turned on the marketing machine yet. So we're really excited um, about the potential, and, um, you know, our churn is really low, um, I think, you know, we're we're just really excited about what we created. I think being female founders, um, mm-hmm. selling predominantly to women who are buying for themselves, I think we have a very unique voice. I think a lot, like most that. of the flower companies out there, they're founded by guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no insult to Kevin or any, no, no, no. <laughs> any okay. of the guys in the room. And I admire a lot of the flower companies that have been created mm-hmm. um, and that are out there and that are doing um, cool stuff. But I think... You know, when you're actually servicing um, a group of people 
that um, that you yourself are part of that group, mm-hmm. it makes it much easier. So, you know, like we are, my sister and I are the kind of women that would do this. Like the, we actually, in a way, built the product for ourselves right. and, you know, and because we wanted to do this and, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we saw the need among a lot of other women. And so we have a very, very unique voice. Um, and, and, you know, we do customer service. We are like talking to all of our customers and, uh, we, if you write to us at hello at it's by you, you will get either me or my sister <laughs> responding to you. So, wow. um, you know, you're talking to the founders and so it's very important for us to actually listen to our customers and see what they, what they want and, and, and create product that they want. And I think it, it has helped you get to the, this place by doing, you know, service and development, yeah. right. And discovery. Yeah. Because you said that you started off in one vein, but the customers validated. So you weren't using vanity metrics at all because you and your sister love it. You didn't, yeah. you know, run with just, Oh, we love it. You tried and tested it. Yeah. My question for you is you have an MBA from Wharton, which is very, very prestigious uh, school to graduate from. Congrats. Thank you. Do you feel that your MBA prepared you for where you are now? And if so, how? It's very interesting because I have these conversations with my Wharton friends. Um, and, uh, you know, I, gr- I graduated with a class of 800 people. And of those 800 people, maybe 15 of us became entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. it's a very, very small. And they're always saying that, you know, MBAs, you know, why don't enough MBAs become you know, why aren't they churning out entrepreneurs? Because in all honesty, we are best trained to start our own companies. And at the end of the day, I think that um, MBAs, they come out of business school knowing all the risks involved in starting a company Mm -hmm. and knowing too that, you know, most companies do fail. And so, um, so it's just, it's the risk aversion that kind of hits after those two years and, you know, you're having to pay off student loans and then life gets in the way and whatever. So you got to kind of keep that energy and drive if you really do want to be an entrepreneur. But I really do feel that Wharton prepared me. I mean, everything that I learned at Wharton, I use almost every single day um, in running my company. And, you know, I graduated Wharton now my MBA over 10 years ago. Mm. And so, um, but yeah, from marketing to legal to, um, being able to, um, gosh, even finance, like I, I always thank God I was an investment banker because I used to structure convertible notes and, Mm. you know, this is, you know, what are the very first, you know, the very first way you raise money, um, Mm. in, in from even your friends and family around, it's a convertible note. And, uh, you know, I, and then the investors across the table from me, predominantly all guys, but like they, they're guys that I, like, they were bankers. I was a banker. I speak their language, right. you know? So I kind of already, it helps me as a woman actually to set the table. Um, and mm. so, you know, they know where I'm coming from. And so, you know, no pulling wool over my eyes. I like that. <laughs> um, that, I mean, that matters. And from the classes that we were taking together, yeah. uh, in SOP, you could definitely see that. So you've been a part of Techstars, yes? Yeah. And you've been a part of SOP. Have you been a part of any other accelerators? Um, we were part of the uh, weekend uh, Rent the Runway Project Entrepreneur, so mm-hmm. the very first class in 2016. So okay. that was really awesome. Um, one of the big benefits of being part of that class was um, was that I met all these, it was really the first time I met a ton of other awesome female 
entrepreneurs from all over the United States. Mm -hmm. And they have, uh, Rent the Runway has done a great job um, on Project Entrepreneur side of um, maintaining a really cool Facebook uh, network Mm -hmm. of us. And so we're all helping each other out. In fact, I'm collaborating with some of the other other entrepreneurs that Mm I was part of the class with. So we're doing some really, really cool stuff together. And we're just there to support each other and and so that was that's pretty cool um another um accelerator I was a part of was called black box um is black okay. and uh, black box is sponsored for by google for entrepreneurs okay and it's kind of like real world google um i moved to san francisco for two weeks in december and we all lived in this like huge house 15 entrepreneurs from all over the world and nice. um and i was one of the only americans and um you know i was meeting these great entrepreneurs from mm. africa and mongolia and spain and all mm. these places and i'm like my gosh, some of these entrepreneurs, like they don't even have the infrastructure Mm -hmm. and they're doing amazing things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have it easy in the United States. Mm -hmm. I'm in the best country in the world to start a company. These other entrepreneurs, they are not. And I was like, if I think I have it hard, I should just be working harder um, because I have everything given to me here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the best place in the world to start a company. I love it. Um, so before we run out of here, just really quickly, like in 60 seconds, your take on um, the benefits and the, and the cons of uh, startup accelerators. Yeah. So um, choose your accelerator wisely. Um, there are certain uh, accelerators that are totally, um, you know, worth going. You, you, you kind of need to join an accelerator that has a pedigree. Mm. And um, and so... Some of those being? Techstars, Y Combinator, um, e- ERA, okay. um, you know, here in New York. Um, you know, I also think that Black Box was really amazing because it actually grew you. Um, so, um, but, you know, being an accelerator gives you cred. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, in, in front of investors. They, mm-hmm. you kind of already have been through, you've been weeded out in a way, right? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of made it through. And so investors already know, okay, she's someone worth talking to. Um, it's the mentoring, the introductions that, you know, could be made to other people in the industry. Um, it's all of that. So I think that that's all really good. And to be honest with you, an accelerator forces you to jump full time, right? right? So usually what you do is you stick with, with your job until mm-hmm. um, you stick with your job until you can't do it anymore and you have to jump full time. Right, accelerator right. forces you to do that. So that's a, that's a good thing. The cons is that, um, well, uh, you know, you have to, you, you get as much of it out of it as you put in. Mm-hmm. So if you don't put enough in and if you're not putting in the time, then you're, you're not going to get as much out of it. So that's, it's all on your, it's all on your shoulders really. Mm. Like it. Okay. Well, when we come back, I definitely want to, want to talk to you a bit more about running the family own business. I think that that's an amazing dynamic, two sisters going at it, one creative, one not. And I actually had the opportunity to meet your sister, who is super cool. <laughs> um, and I could definitely see like the difference in your styles, but I'm wondering how you keep it together and keep it, uh, you know, keep everything flowing. So super happy to, um, to talk more about that when we return from this musical break. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Podcast Laundry, a podcast editing service that gives podcasters more time to be creative by handling the dirty work of editing and all of the behind the scenes work that podcasters hate. If you're a podcaster, check out our services and purchase a package today. Spend more time doing what you love and let Podcast Laundry do the dirty work for you. Visit podcastlaundry.com for more information. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and we are back with Caroline Strauka, who is uh, doing amazing with her company. So, Caroline, please jump back in with us. Are you here? 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, you're you're doing an amazing job. And when we left off, you know, we were talking about you know you and you know your experiences being able to balance with the uh, you know with family. Well, actually, that was the question that I had mm. for you: is how do you balance your company? Uh, you know, with your sister. A lot of times, siblings don't get along. Obviously, you and your mm-hmm. sister do. She's more creative. You're more business. Mm-hmm. How do y'all balance it and make things run smoothly on a on a day to day basis consistently? Yeah, even outside of family-run businesses, I think that um, when you have a um, when you have co-founders or you have um, your C, your C-level folks, you have to um, you have to kind of split um, you know s- split what you're focused on, right? So um, so that way you're not stepping on each other's toes. You're letting people have their own autonomy, and so yeah, Christine is handling all of the creative product stuff um she is the you know she is really the creative genius behind this and i am running the business side but we then come together to talk about strategy um she shares new ideas with me and we decide what you know what will go forward and what won't go forward so we do come together Mm -hmm. and i think that one of the things that um we're we're very different people um but we still have the same vision for it's by you Mm -hmm. and so um i she's definitely much more risk averse than i am i'm not necessarily risk seeking but i you know i'm (laughs) i'm the person that will ride the zip line upside down and backwards and you know christine won't ride the zip line you know and so um so we kind of match um you know we have different personalities and we kind of balance each other out in that way as well and it hasn't you know it's been i always tell people it's blood, sweat, and tears. And yeah. I mean, we we have cried um, <laughs> sometimes daily. Mm-hmm. Um, being an entrepreneur is really, really hard. Um, mm-hmm. We have fought. Um, we, um, but, you know, and, and then sometimes too, it's like, unlike with maybe friends that you met in college or in business school or whatever, you know, you don't have these like remnants of being 12 years old, like coming you know, into, <laughs> into, into your play, business yeah. discussions. But, you know, as you do sometimes with business, um, but or, or sometimes with family, but um, but at the same time, like you know, you trust each other, um, you know, very much, and so and you also know each other really well, and yeah. so um, so I, I think that that is benefit though, um, in in having kind of like a sibling relationship or doing something with family. What have been some of the unforeseen challenges that you feel like you and your sister have had to face? Um, you know, while mm-hmm. running, it's by you. Yeah, um, I think one of them is um, it, it. It has been really, really difficult to raise um, to raise uh, financing as as a woman, and um, and it, it just it sucks. It's true, but um, women. Um, really only get two um, percent of venture capital money, and, and that's, like, that's up. And that is, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's up. up. It kind of fluctuates a bit. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's two, sometimes it's three, then back down to two. But still, I've it, heard one a lot. Yeah, and and then you know even for um, for minority women, it's even worse. And so mm-hmm. um, and and. And I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a slog. And, um, and so the the challenge though, and I understand very well where these challenges are coming from. It's because you, as an investor, you invest in what you know, and you know, you're getting paid and rewarded based on the investments that you make. And so if you invest in what you know, if you're a guy, you know, and you're in your mid fifties and, you know, um, and you, you look and act and you have, you're a certain, you know, you, you earn a certain amount of money or the people that you surround yourself with, they're all very similar to you, if you have someone who's coming in with a concept that's entirely foreign to you because, you know, 
might be a different gender, might be a different age, might be a different color. You're like, oh, I can't relate. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to put my money behind that because right, I can't right. relate to that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I totally get it. And so the the real way that will only really overcome that is when you have more people who are different investing, you know, mm-hmm. at being, actually being in control of the money. Mm-hmm. So when you have more women, more minorities, so that way you're kind of, you're investing more in what you know. And so mm-hmm. that's what we have to work towards. We have to mm-hmm. work towards like really like, you know, expanding the wealth mm-hmm. um, among diverse people. And mm-hmm. so, but that's been a challenge. It's been much harder, even coming out of Techstars, which is one of the most pre- prestigious accelerators, um, even you know, Target's invested in our company. And, you know, we have Joanne Wilson as our lead investor. I mean, you couldn't get a better female angel investor on your team. And yet, you know, most of our people who have invested in our seed round right now, 75% are women. Hmm. And I mean, I've gone after all these ladies because the guys just in general don't understand why would a woman want to make her own flower arrangement? (laughs) And it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like this hurdle that you can't even get over. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then I guess one of the things I hear a lot in meetings, that's a little bit frustrating. is like, Oh, well let's, you know, I'm going to talk to my wife and see whether she would do something, my wife or my daughter and see whether she'll do something like this. And so it's kind of like, well, I don't know, like did Bonobos or Warby Parker or any of those guys have to kind of, you know, have this conversation where the investor's like, well, let me talk to my wife, you know, I'm like, no, just kind of look at the numbers, right. you know, look at the, look Absolutely. at the demand, just like, let's work off of the numbers here. Just mm-hmm. believe in me for a hot second, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. it's been a little frustrating, but now I'm at a point where you knock on enough doors, you prove your model out enough. You know, as I mentioned, we were featured in Oprah. We got a lot of people coming through right, us through right. that. People are now looking at our numbers more. And mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like I'm getting a lot of inbound email now, people interested in us rather mm-hmm. than, me, than me knocking on doors. But to be honest with you, Kevin, mm-hmm. that just happened like a week and a half ago. <laughs> well, well, congratulations to you. I'm, Thank I'm you. happy for you. Thanks. Have you received any gender-related um, challenges. I mean, other than yeah. those that you just mentioned, um, you know, have there been any others? Yeah. And what should uh, ladies mm-hmm. uh, who are in entrepreneurship or looking mm-hmm. to start their own company, what are some things that they should be able to look out for? Because yeah. I loved earlier when you said, you know what, I can set the table because I understand the language yeah. with the bankers. Yeah. So there's, um, there's, it's actually, it's a couple of things. So there's mm-hmm. the, um, prof- you know, the kind of the more professional side where, mm-hmm. um, you are, um, you know, where you're raising money and where mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, you're trying to, where you're talking to developers and everything like that. And you have to, you actually have to get a team around you who believes in you. Um, mm-hmm. Even your freelancers, everybody has to believe in you in order mm-hmm. to build this. So, you know, you kind of, you know, you have to find those people and you have to convince them. So, you know, you kind of have to set the table and, you know, use your background. Everything comes full circle. Like I was saying, thank God I was an investment banker. And then I built businesses for Sesame Street, media businesses for Sesame right. Street. This all comes, it all comes into play with what I'm doing now around building mm-hmm. a flower business and also the people that you meet. But on, that's on the professional side. But then on the personal side too, personal relationships are really hard for female um, female entrepreneurs because, mm. you know, the average age for someone starting a company um, in the United States is actually 40, 41 years old. Mm-hmm. And if you think about women who are 40, 41 years old, they most women are not starting companies. Um, they are taking care of children. They are um, maybe working at the same time. There's, there's, it really has to do with your energy level. And I mean, I know like back to my MBA class, like so many people are not starting their company and they came to work with the dream of starting their company. And so um, I think that a, a lot of women, and I've, I've seen some studies on this where 
um, men who want to start companies, their women are behind them. Like they're like, okay, you know, I'll take an extra job. I'll raise, you know, I'll put extra time in raising the kids, cleaning the house, whatever. But a lot of men are not necessarily behind their women who want to start companies. Mm -hmm. And so that's a been, that's a big challenge because we're having to get over a societal mindset of women in their Mm forties, like, do you have the support of your partner right. in starting a company and and really in all honesty mm-hmm. um, the 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 bravery the courage the backbone that you get in mm-hmm. starting a company it begins at home mm-hmm. and if your partner does not support you and if you're ta- constantly questioning am I doing the right thing I mean like you know m- my partner doesn't support me that will often convince people not to start mm. yeah and so how have you navigated some of these challenges what have been some of the keys to you navigating and overcoming them yeah, you gotta um, build an army of people around you who are um, who will stand by you. Um, I, I actually, it's really very interesting. I have this like army of women around uh, around me in my life. You know, people that I've met either through um, through these um, accelerators um, or through uh, business school um, or even you know an SLP. We always have our, our family, our SLP family. Right, right. But I, I really, I'm always looking for people who will constantly um, kind of give me that support because you need it. Like mm-hmm. it, this is the hardest. I, I haven't raised children, but I've, I've taken care of kids for right. a long time. But, um, you know, I, honestly, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And mm-hmm. you, you need, you kind of need that support, especially if you're doing something that's never been done before. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And so I'm also hearing that your peer group is primarily entrepreneurs uh, in these support groups that you have who are really cheering you on. Is that right? Well, actually, I have a lot of people who would never become entrepreneurs on their own, um, but they're just like really good listeners and Mm -hmm. um, shoulders to cry on. And look, I'm there for them, too, you know, and uh, but it's uh, yeah, I would say, you know, the past 18 months now that we've been up and going and and, um, it's it's a thrill, but it is. A daily roller coaster. And how long have you been full time in It's By You versus because, I mean, you've had mm-hmm. a amazing corporate career as well. So mm-hmm. how long when did you decide to make the jump and what inspired you to say, I'm out of here? Techstars. So okay. um, you okay. got to go all in with Techstars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Basically, what was happening is that um, over the past few couple years, actually before Techstars, mm-hmm. as we were trying to build this company, whatever, one of us had to jump. So like. You kind of like between me and my sister, we, she she was making the product Mm -hmm. um, and she was doing filming and whatever and we're trying to conceptualize. So she's the one that needed to jump. And so, um, and I was making enough money to support the both of us and Mm -hmm. our company and like all the mistakes that we were making in the beginning. You like, you make a lot of mistakes in the beginning. And, um, and so, but we were at that point and then we got accepted into Techstars Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, so June 2016, I jumped and, uh, yeah, been full-time almost two years now. I want to just talk, I want to highlight something that you just said that I think is absolutely amazing. You said that you were making, a, you believed in It's By You so much and your sister's capability and her vision that you were willing to keep continue working and support the both of you so that you can get to where you are now. Right. That is commendable. That's big. If you believe in the idea, you got to go for it. And mm. on top of it, too, like, I always had this... Um, you know, like, yeah, you know, I, I do have, mm-hmm. I, I have this corporate background. I've done a lot of stuff. And I was like, you know what? If if everything goes wrong, um, I could always get a job. Mm-hmm. Like, every, tomorrow, if everything goes wrong, I, I think I could get a job, like, 
honestly within a week. Mm. And so um, one of the things that I would encourage people to is that, you know, I, I always say stay with your job as long as possible until you absolutely have to quit to start your to 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 move forward with your startup where you're like almost bleeding mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and then you have to quit. Um, but also, also like build up your, um, you know, build up your resume, build up, you know, be it through schooling, through your different jobs or whatever, mm-hmm. because if, if you do happen to fail with the startup, mm-hmm. you could always, it's not like you're not going to become a pauper. Like you can find a job and, and like keep your, you know, LinkedIn is your, make it your best friend, right. connect with everybody that you know, and keep those, keep those connections warm because you never know when you're going to need these people, mm-hmm. be it for your company or for finding your next thing, you know, like just you know, you always have to, and unfortunately, it's like cooking, right? You mm-hmm. know, like you're, you're cooking a meal, mm-hmm. you have this burner going and that burner going, and you know, mm-hmm. and you might have different parts. You're cooking a rice and cooking chicken, you have something else in the oven, in the whatever. Oven, right. You got to keep it all, you got to keep it all going. Keep it all warm. You got to keep it all warm. I love that. Yeah. So, Caroline, what I'm also hearing from you is that you're, you're very good at networking and keeping relationships, um, keeping relationships warm. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have reached a point in the interview where I must ask you this question. Um, can you swim? Can I swim? Yes. Yeah. Good. Because well, we're about to jump into the dolphin thing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. So this is rapid fire. Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. You sure? Okay. <laughs> really quickly. Uh, what are your goal setting methods and how do you measure or make sure that you're growing each year? Oh, gosh. Um, I set goals daily, actually. Okay. Um, so um, I, you know, I, I kind of, I make a list um, mm-hmm. every day and of, of everything that I need to get done that day mm-hmm. with a larger, with a larger vision in mind. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I kind of live by these lists um, and I keep a, a notebook. I fill notebooks all the time um, mm-hmm. with, with these lists. It's, it's something that's really, really important. And then, um, yeah, I do have a vision as to where um, I want the, I want the business to be mm-hmm. um, in six months and a year. I actually just had a great conversation with Joanne Wilson about creating a now six month mm-hmm. um, plan mm-hmm. that I'm going to have her look over. But where where what we have lined up for our business over the next six months and the kind of and the people that we need to help us out mm-hmm. and as well as the money. Mm-hmm. And so that's now it's we're creating a map, which mm-hmm. is really kind of cool. So it's moving from list to map now, and I'm mm-hmm. having my mentors and investors look at that map with me. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Um, top tech that you're using to make your business run smoothly slack love it favorite quote or model that you live by uh, just go just go mm-hmm. like it who and that's by you what's it, that is it is it, it's it's by, by you um yeah yeah um i guess it is by me i don't know i just like um yeah i just like just do it just go yeah. i love it favorite or most impactful book that you've read Mm, most impactful book. Um, gosh, so many. Um, well, you can give us a couple if, if you like. Yeah. So um, it's it's interesting. So I was reading, you know, the biography of Benjamin Franklin, mm. and um, and it's just it's awesome. You know, it, like create your life, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these people. Um, we now more so than ever have the ability to create our lives. Like we, through social media, um, different connections we can make with people. It's so much easier for now to, for us now to be from people who like, you know, I'm just, 
to be honest with you, I'm just like a kid from Philly. Like I grew up in a row home, you know, mom was a teacher, dad worked for the government. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't come up from any, you know, big background. We have, we're we're flying without a net, but at the same time, you know, I managed to go to Penn, managed to go to Wharton, was an investment banker. I did all this stuff. I'm like, you know, it just worked really, really hard. And, but also I made my own contacts and you can do that through LinkedIn and other places now. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, look at Ben Franklin and what this man was able to do. And I was like, gosh, if, if they could do it back in the day and it was so much harder, right. um, I was like, I could be like Ben Franklin. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, three, you know what? I want to ask you something really quickly. Who's one of your sheroes? My sheroes. Let's see. Um, you know what? I, I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, Reese Witherspoon is pretty mm. awesome. I, I really love what she's doing now in in getting kind of uh, parity for to have women in media, mm-hmm. um, actresses, producers, all of that. Mm-hmm. And you know, she all created her own company um, called Hollow Sunshine, mm-hmm. which um, where she's producing. Um, you know, she's having different female writers, whatever kind of um, you know. Um, write to her or, or, you know, um, and, and they're actually producing those films and she's just going for it and she's putting a ton of her own money in. Mm. Um, so I, I really admire what she's doing. Love it. Uh, three jewels that you would tell someone looking to create the best life. Three, three jewels. Three jewels. Um, so, um, let's see three jewels. Uh, so I keep a grit, have grit, um, uh, make connections with people. Mm-hmm. And um, and constantly, um, I guess this ties in with grit, but constantly work on yourself and, um, you know, be it building yourself up through education or through through knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. So that way, no matter what goes wrong, you will always be protected. Okay. So build that around yourself. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Okay. What's next for you? What's next for us? Um, we're going to take over the world. <laughs> Right. We're no, honestly, um, I see it's by you kind of being the new 1 800 flowers for the digital age. Mm. Um, we, I don't think that there's anything stopping this company from going public in the future. I am shooting for the stars, and um, I think no, shoot for the moon, for the galaxy. It's got to be higher <laughs> than the stars, higher than the stars. Stars are too low for you, yeah. No, I, I do think that we are doing something really big, and mm-hmm. I think it could be it could actually transform the world and transform this industry. So, really excited about it. Awesome sauce. How can we keep in contact with you? Sure. Feel free to, um, you know, come to itsbyu.com, I-T-S-B-Y-U.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you could write to us at hello at itsbyu, mm-hmm. um, H-E-L-L-O at I-T-S-B-Y-U.com. And, um, and also, um, if you want to try us out, um, you know, we have one-off kits and we also have subscription kits. Um, and we have a 20% off discount for our subscriptions, um, which is Fresh 20. That's um, F-R-E-S-H 20. Um, and you could just enter that in and you'll get 20% off of your first subscription delivery. So try us out. And if you write to us at hello, like I said, you'll either get me or my sister. And so uh, feel free to, you know, just drop us a line. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. So, Caroline, we have also reached a point in this interview where we go to the turnaround. So you are now in charge of this interview. You are. <laughs> you get to ask me, Create Your Life Family. You know what this means. She gets yeah. to ask any questions that she wants. You get three. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to answer them no matter what they are. Okay. So, so Kevin, <laughs> when's the last time you did a flower arrangement? <laughs> have you ever done a flower arrangement? Uh, like a DIY? Yeah. 
Uh, no. So no. I, I think that I... I think we're going to have to do a workshop together. I, I would love that. Maybe with the whole SLP family, we'll get that all together. I've yeah. always been meaning to. Yeah. That would be interesting. I, w- yeah. I would be very interested in that, actually. Yeah. So do you have a favorite flower? Mm. <laughs> do you know any flowers? <laughs> uh, I know roses, but when mm-hmm. I see roses, I always, I'm always interested in unique colors, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so like a pink, a yeah. blue, a yellow, mm-hmm. or something like that. You mm-hmm. know, I don't, and I can never tell whether or not they're dyed or mm-hmm. not dyed, but I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, don't just get 12 red roses, yeah. you know, or one rose, you know, get a white rose or, yeah. and I have no idea if they have any meanings behind the colors, they but I just do. like colors. Yeah. I was at a farm last week where I was in a, there had 130 varietals of roses. So in colors, um, different colors and everything too. Wow. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any pictures? Cause I, would like I have to a see ton that. of pictures. I'll show them to oh, you. Please. Yeah. They're really cool. Um, and let's see. And yeah. So, um, what is next for you? What is next for me? Yeah. Um, so we, I'm actually working on something that's kind of cool. Uh, we are, I'm starting a podcast editing service um, in, a, in, a, in as an extension of Create Your Life. I've been having a lot of conversations uh, with others who have shows and podcasts. And, you know, just like for me, you know, editing can be a huge task that we um, <laughs> don't care to do. And so being able to offer that and help other people out is, is something that I'm very interested in. But immediately for the show, um, we're growing. We're on Sirius XM now, Channel 141. So super excited about that. Thank you. <laughs> so um, that's big. And at the top of the year, um, we'll be moving to Africa for a bit. So exciting. Yeah. So super excited about that. Um, kind of have the cities and places like mapped out. So it's going to be and going to get to become really, really fun. So. Awesome. Super excited. Yeah, that's my life. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Kevin. <laughs> no, thanks for coming on, Caroline. You did yeah. an amazing job. Thank you. All right. You always do an amazing job. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, create your life, family. Um, you know, thank you for being here. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next week. Beautiful people, if you enjoyed this episode of the Create Your Life series, be sure to download it from our podcast, which is available on createyourlifeseries.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Music. Also, be sure to leave a review of the podcast. You can catch us live on Sundays from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via 90.3 FM in New York or on Facebook Live at facebook.com backslash kevbrown1. We encourage you to participate in the conversation on Facebook or call in at 212-650-6903. Follow us on Instagram at CYL Series and at Kevin Y. Brown. Be blessed, and we'll see you back here live next week. Create your life. 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 Create your life.